0: ah and we are live welcome back to takes by fans we have a great show for you today as always takes by fans it's live daily now if you want to watch live then you can go to twitch.tv slash takes by fans if you want to watch but not live you can go to our youtube channel after every show we upload the video to youtube the same day now if you want to just listen and not watch then you can go to podcasting apps we are on Spotify. Find Anchor right now. So if you want to watch, if you want to listen, it's going to be at Takes by Fans wherever you want to watch and listen, folks. So we are here daily and the name is Takes by Fans. Alrighty, today is Sunday, right before kickoff. We are coming at you live, noon Eastern, like always, and we're going to go up pretty much until 1 o'clock, just giving our final thoughts on what we think is going to happen. We've been talking all week, so this is the show that I like to just kind of get everything out that we think is going to happen, what we've been saying, the main points, the main focus, the main bets, the best bets, maybe last second bets, we squeeze them all into the show today. So, without further ado, let's jump right into it. We are 59 minutes away from kickoff, so we got to squeeze it in. Alrighty, two stories that we need to kind of cover, just not even real stories, but just kind of refreshers already Teddy Bridgewater it's been going back and forth if he's actually active or inactive he was activated but then they deactivated him this is all going about on in the last half hour but the main story is Teddy Bridgewater is not going to be playing today and that's kind of something that we've been tracking all week we knew Christian, McCra- Christian McCaffrey was going to be out definitely but Teddy Bridgewater was kind of up in the air whether he was going to be good to go um early in the week it kind of like first um first uh uh first take was like, yes, there he is going to play. And then maybe in the middle of the week, it kind of shifted to he's not playing. And then today is officially that he's not playing. So, Teddy Bridgewater is not going to be playing. This is why we kind of told you kind of wait to bet this Panthers game because it was just so indecisive. Were they going to actually play or not? They're facing the Lions and they have a lot of offensive players out. So, we'll see what the official line is in just a second when we refresh the lines. But, Teddy Bridgewater is not going. This is now the time to bet. Now that you have all the information, Lions are very underwhelming offensively. Panthers are very underwhelming offensively with so many pieces out as well. So, Teddy Bridgewater not playing. Now we've got the full story. And then secondly, um, here's a quote. There are, uh, quote, still multiple players and people within the Saints who think Jameis Winston should have been the name the starter this week over Taysom Hill. Now, we just watched Taysom Hill yesterday, and it was, you know, it was okay. The We we saw the completion percentage, and those were never good. The arm, we, he does have a big arm if he can get it down there. We are going to have to keep track of the accuracy, though, kind of in a game, like in a main NFL game scenario because we haven't seen he Hill play like a full NFL game yes we've seen him in college and in preseason and some few snaps here some gadget plays and they always seem to work because the man is quick and the man is definitely a dual threat quarterback absolutely but how is he gonna fare in an entire game situation where he's starting from the first drive to the last drive he has to go out and be consistent and put up all the points himself he can't pass it to himself he can't have the ball passed to him he's gonna have to be the one distributing the ball so So, in that aspect, I can definitely get behind these Saints players and people that are saying that Jameis Winston should be starting. He's got a lot more experience. He knows how to win games. He knows how to score. He knows how to be competitive. Um, He also knows how to turn the ball over. That's the one knock on him. We all know. Uh, We all know. But, Yeah, so real kind of curious decision. There had to be something that probably went in practice that Sean Payton just didn't like. Maybe Jameis Winston just wasn't looking sharp. And we, we, I mean, we can't put that past him because we saw what he did in the second half of the game last week. The man was just not good. It's unfortunate they got into the red zone. They had multiple attempts in the red zone. We're talking about, you know, six, seven plays where they're in the red zone in the 10-yard line and they can't punch it in. And Jameis Winston, he was throwing the ball down there in the red zone. It's just he was not making great reads or he wasn't, you know, passing very well. It was no balls were, like, even catchable down in the red zone. Now is that miscommunication with the receivers? Now we have to find out who is you know, who has the miscommunication. Is it going to be the receivers who's been going, who's been actually playing all nine weeks with Drew Brees, a great quarterback, or is it going to be Jameis Winston who just got here this year and who's a backup quarterback and who just got thrown in there midweek or mid-game? I'm, I'm going to go with the receivers knowing what the play was on that one. So, Jameis Winston, it really shouldn't surprise us that he's not playing. He didn't look good in his first half, and hey, next man up mentality, that is your chance. You had a chance to go in there second half and go up and put up some points and touchdowns, and he didn't do that. So, yeah, let's ch- try Taysom chase him. Hill out. This man's ready. This man buys in. He, you know, he's a quarterback, but we've been using him as a gadget play, and he always seems to have, like, the best attitude on the field and on the sidelines. So, yeah, let's give this man a shot if if, uh Jameis Winston is not going to put in the effort um you know he knew he was the second string you can go in at any single time you need to be ready Jameis Winston wasn't last last week so Taysom Hill he gets the nod I I I think I feel good for this man like I want to celebrate this man and I hope he does well because, you know, he's kind of been that gadget play, and that sucks to know that you're a quarterback and they're only using you in gadget plays, and, you know, Drew Brees is coming, you know, to his point where he has to retire, and now you have James Winston who they just brought in, so you're like, man, I'm, I'm, I am I'm might not even play, like, actual quarterback here, like, I might want to leave, so this could be a, a good game for Taysom Hill, hopefully he goes and seizes the moment, hopefully he has a good game, not a too good game, because we do like Atlanta plus four this week, so we can let you win, but not more than four Taysom, so just keep that. Of mind when you are playing today. Um, yeah, so that's just all the stories. Teddy Bridgewater out and Taysom Hill is gonna be starting still. Um, alright, so let's go to DraftKings here. Let's refresh all these lines. Um while we do this, let's do let's remind you what we did last week. We had a very good week last week in our picks, our official moneymaker picks. Alright, when was last week? The fifteenth? Here we go. All right. This is what we did last week. Uh, Our locks were Dolphins minus one and a half. They won. They won by a lot. We hit that one. Raiders minus four. They won by a lot. We hit that one. Tampa Bay minus six. They won by a lot. We hit that one. So all three of our locks last week hit. Fantastic. We're looking to do it again this week. And then our 99% guarantees last week were Texans plus three and a half. Hey, they cover by the half a point. That's eight. When you're on the right side of betting, you hit. Uh, So we hit that one. Bengals plus seven. We were definitely wrong on that one. I thought Bengals would be a little bit more competitive in a division game, and I didn't think Big Ben was going to go through four touchdowns, so we were wrong on that one. I will admit it. I did not think the Steelers were going to go out and do what they did last week. I'm glad they did it, though. I am glad they did it. And then we had Bears plus three. Very close. It was uh, Vikings one by six, so just a little hit and miss. The Bears, they just cannot score, and I was the fool for thinking that, you know, this would be the game, that they just score a lot of points. They can't do it. They'll never do it. We are officially 100% off the Bears because of last week we've bought into them too many times and now we're looking like the clown and now we've got a bail on it when you make me look like a clown we're gonna bail on you I don't feel like I don't like feeling clownish folks I don't like getting clowned I do not like being the clown <laughs> no clowns when we're betting Alrighty, and then that brings us to this week's picks this is what we've got Um, our locks, our Packers plus two, it's Aaron Rodgers, folks, come on, and we're getting points, come on, Cowboys plus seven, Browns minus three, so those are our three locks, we're looking for those to hit, we feeling very comfortable, we hit all of our locks last week, we're going to hit them again this week, folks, and then in our 99% guarantee section four this week, we're going to do better than one and two, we got Raiders plus eight, Dolphins minus three and a half, and the Falcons plus four, so that's what we've got going on this week. We've got these bets, uh, these lines officially updated. We do use DraftKings Sportsbook. We think they've got they we think they've got the best lines in the business, and we like giving them our business. Um, so here we go. Uh, we're just gonna go through the lines, the games. Has anything changed? Are we still feeling good? We kind of you know give our official our our initial reactions and predictions on Thursdays and Fridays. And now you know now we've got more information. Teddy Bridgewater's out. Taysom Hill is officially starting. Let's see if our minds change. Let's see if we can find some good prop bets live. If you're listening right now, maybe last second bets that we're going to spit out at you that we do endorse that you can only get if you're listening live. If you're going to listen to the podcast version after, it's already going to be too late. If you watch it on YouTube, it's already going to be too late. So those of you who watch live daily, we're going to we're gonna give you a little bit of help here on some great maybe last second bets that we haven't told anybody yet. And we do have some good ones. So with all that said, let's jump right into it in the first game that's on this list. The Steelers Jags in the line. It started at Steelers minus 10 and it's climbed its way to Steelers minus 10 and a half. So, no big movement. Everybody's, you know, really kind of 50 50 on each side. And that's fine. I mean, we saw what the Jags did last week. Um, you know, 13 point underdogs and only lost by three. Very close game. But, or, or, or no, they lost by four, 24 um, 20. But, the Jags, I don't think they're going to be able to duplicate that performance. I mean, when we looked at how they scored all those points, it was kind of shorter fields. The Packers, they had a muff punt, a fumble, an interception. And the Jags, I mean, good for them for, you know, converting and putting up points on most of those turnovers um that's exactly what you want to do but when they have to drive the long field when they have to rely on rely on Jake Luton they just can't do it they don't put up a lot of points they settle for field goals so I don't see the Steelers turning the ball over Big Ben doesn't do that he you know has been digging and dunking last week he opened it up but even when he has been opening opening it up He's not throwing the interception, so they don't turn the ball over. That's what the Steelers do best. The second thing they do best is their defense. I may even put their defense 1 and not turning the ball over at 2. However you want to arrange it, but... I don't see the Steelers turning the ball over and I don't see the Jags moving the ball. If they couldn't do it against the Packers, they're not going to be able to do it against the Steelers defense team. Uh, folks, this is the best defense in the league. The Steelers defense is the best defense in the league. I will ride on that. I will die on that. That is the best defense in the league. So we do have to give up 10 and a half for the Steelers. I'm not about it. It's just too much. I don't like to give up that many points. Even with the Steelers team, um, probably the best team in the league. I mean, we had them number one on our power rankings. But ten and a half, I probably stay away from it, especially on the road. Especially what we just saw with the Jaguars last week. I mean, thirteen point underdogs against Aaron Rodgers, and they only uh, lose by four. As I said, it was a lot of turnovers and you know, kind of blunders by Green Bay, affecting Jaguars, giving them the short field. But still, it's just too much for my taste. Let's see if we get any good value here on my favorite prop bet points by a team in the first half we have about a 75 80 percent hit rate on these folks Um, so let's see what we've got here Jags are over seven and a half points in the first half and the Steelers are over 14 and a half points in the first half now here we can I can I can uh, teach you guys some knowledge some good advice when you bet these games we see the Steelers here at over 14 and a half points in the first half do not take that you do not take anything over 13 and a half because that's more than two touchdowns you don't want that Um, there's not you know you probably only get three, maybe four possessions in a half. So you know you want to kind of score on you know 50% of them. If you're if you're getting three possessions and you have to get 13 and a half, you need two touchdowns. So it just makes it iffy. Now if we're talking 14 and a half, you need three scores. Now you have to start scoring on all four possess or all three possessions, and you know two of those possessions have to be a touchdown. So we stay away from anything over 13 and a half. We like every you know we like the seven and a halfs. So we like the nine and a half. Um, You know certain teams I do like. 13 and a half, so if I, got, if I got Drew Brees He had two touchdowns in the first half, I absolutely Like it, uh, so we're definitely going to stay Away from these ones here, Steelers over 14 and a half, I don't trust anybody Putting up over 14 and a half points I would not ever bet that, and then the Jaguars here, over seven and a half. and it's a decent bet just because touchdown field goal. So you've got some good ways to get it there. But this Steelers defense is really good, folks. And I don't know if the Jags can put up two possessions here. Or, you know, they might get in the red zone, may have to start settling for field goals. Now you're looking at three field goals. Can they get in the red zone three times? Can they get into field goal position three times in the first half against this Steelers defense? I don't know. I don't think you get anything. I don't think you get any good value here in this game, unfortunately. So my advice would be to just stay away from it. I don't like it. It's just a good team versus a bad team, so you get real no good value. In this bad team, Jacksonville Jaguars, they've got no real good silver lining. It's not like they have a really good quarterback or a really good you know running back or a really good wide receiver or a really good defensive end or corner. They really don't have any of that, so you can't rely on you know that one player to do anything. So Steelers, Jags, I think the best advice is to stay away from it. If we have to take the game, we do Steelers 10 and a half. and a half. We're going to count on the defense and Big Ben. Alrighty, Titans and Ravens. This one's been climbing slowly. We locked it in on Thursday at Titans plus five, and it's all the way up to Titans plus six, and I absolutely love it. We saw these two teams face in the playoffs last season, and the Titans won, and the Ravens said that they didn't game plan for Derrick Henry. I'm sure they will be game planning for Derrick Henry, but don't sleep on Ryan Tannehill. You really have to kind of, you know, Obviously, you have to contain the run first, but you still have to keep tabs on Ryan Tannehill because if he starts rolling out of the pocket the play action, if Derrick Henry's having success early, the game's going to open up and you're not going to be able to you know, know if they're running or passing and Ryan Tannehill's going to gouge you downfield because that's what he does. So, in this Ravens team, they don't throw the ball down the field. So, this Titans defense is just going to be playing pretty much at the line of scrimmage. No, you know, everybody's going to probably be 10 yards in because this Ravens team doesn't go down the field. Now, they they can go down the field and they should be going down the field because everything they run is just kind of 10 yards. Read option real close to the line of scrimmage. So, this Ravens team... Uh, they, they're they going to have to figure out their offense at some point. Is it going to be this game? I don't think so. The Titans, they, get, they uh, cut their best, probably big defensive name. I think it was Jonathan Joseph at corner that they still had. Uh, a nice cornerback a couple weeks ago, and then they cut him right kind of after the trade deadline, like the like uh, a couple days after the trade deadline, they cut the man. And the Titans defense has actually probably been the best it's been uh, since that cut. So the Titans defense is getting better. This offense is very good. They've had extra time to prepare. Do not... As I say, I say, I said it all week. I mean, the Titans on Thursday night last week, the special teams really ruined the game. The offense was very good up until that point. The defense was holding Phillip Rivers. I think they only had about 14, maybe 17 points up until that point. So... They were holding them decently on offense, and then the special teams just got out of whack. So, I mean, we get the Titans here, who I think are very competitive against the Ravens. They may not be the better team than the Ravens, but we get six huge points. That's huge, folks. Six points in an NFL game, especially with this Ravens team not putting up the points that they did last year, not being as explosive as they were last year, and this Tennessee Titans just being so consistent and putting up, you know, 24 to 28 points a game. We get six here. I don't think I trust this Ravens offense that much just quite yet. So I get Titans plus six. I love that. I love it. I love it. (coughs) Um. (coughs) Oh, excuse me. Um. They are in our, were they in our picks? No, we left them out of our picks. This is probably like, if we had to choose a 7th pick, that would definitely be my 7th pick. Titans plus 6. It's a great number. It's a lot of points. This is a good team that can win. They've proven that they can be competitive against the better teams. They were very close against the Steelers. They beat, you know, the Texans when the Texans put up, you know, a huge amounts of points. So, they can win games. I love this Titans team, folks, and we're getting 6. I absolutely love it. Let's see if we get anything good here on points by a team in the first half. We get the Titans over 10.5 and the Ravens over 13.5. Nothing great in value here. I think I do like the Titans over 10.5. I probably wouldn't rely on the Ravens over 13.5. You may be thinking to yourself, Lamar Jackson, two touchdowns, and that's all good. But this Titans defense, I think it's pretty good. I I, I would buy this Titans defense. I really, 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 really like this Titans plus six I think that's the best, best bet of this entire game. Titans plus six. Absolutely love it. Alrighty, let's move on. And here we are, Falcons and Saints. And, you know, this one started at Falcons plus four. And it's dropped to Falcons plus three and a half when the Taysom Hill news broke. So, you know, Taysom Hill point and a half for the Saints. Keep that in mind. But, yeah, I mean, we, I, I loved the tight, the Falcons plus four, you know, right off the rip. And now that we get Taysom Hill at quarterback, I even love it even more. And we've locked it in at Falcons plus four. So, you know, that's why you have to watch live. And especially on Thursdays and Fridays when we make our picks and, you know, kind of give our fa- first thoughts on the lines on Thursday. That's why you got to kind of watch every day, folks, to get the best value because we're loo- losing some value here. This dropped to Falcons plus three and a half. So. I love this Falcons offense. It's absolutely fantastic. This is a division game. The Falcons are coming off of a bye. The Saints a little bit. Maybe the locker room isn't agreeing with Sean Payton's call with having Taysom Hill as a starter. Maybe some animosity on the you know on the field. Maybe it's been in the locker room. There's players been talking. Michael Thomas is like, man, Taysom Hill isn't going to throw me the ball. I At least I know with Jameis, the man will sling it down the field like unfearless because we've seen him do that in Tampa Bay with Mike Evans, another great wide receiver. So Michael Thomas is like, man, I'm not getting the ball from Taysom Hill. So he may be a little upset in this game. Falcons their offense is very good folks I say it every week um love this Falcons team offensively I think this interim head coach is doing a wonderful job for the Falcons and he really should be considered for the head coaching job they've only lost one game and really has been competitive since the firing of Dan Quinn and have I mentioned the Falcons are coming off of a bye absolutely fantastic more time to prepare for the Saints Saints coming off you know A decent emotional win last week. So we get the Falcons here. Drew Brees is out. Maybe a gut punch just until the, um, a gut punch to kind of the overall kind of a roster of the Saints with Drew Brees being out. Taysom Hill starting. Maybe confuses a lot of people. And we get the Falcons plus four points, folks. Come on. Come on. Come on. And the Saints defense, I mean, they really hurt themselves. They've proven time and time again that they will give up, you know, big penalties, the pass interferences, the holdings, the defensive holdings, all that. So, you know, can't trust the Saints defense too much. And this Falcons offense is one of the better offenses in the league, despite their record. So I absolutely love the Falcons plus four. And here it is. This is going to be our first endorsed first endorsed live stream bet of the day folks it's gonna be atlanta over 10 and a half points in the first half folks this offense is good expect expect maybe Taysom hill to get a little too cute turn the ball over he may fumble even we see this man he he he's a kind of run better he's he's a dual threat quarterback whose leg are is better than his arm we saw him sling the ball you know 45 60 yards yesterday and that's all good and well but and in the grand scheme of things in his college career the completion percentage was absolutely atrocious for college even and college Sanders it was bad so I don't even want to know what his NFL completion percentage is going to be he's going to have to throw the ball at least 20 times expect this man to throw the ball at least 20 times now how is he going to look on those 20 passes well you know we'll look at that on Monday and on Wednesday But absolutely love the Falcons here, plus 10.5. This Falcons offense can put up 10.5 points in the first half. Expect maybe a turnover to help that out even. But this Atlanta team coming off of a bye, expect their first drive to be very well done. Scripted perfectly, executed even better, and they probably take their first drive down and score a touchdown. Now you have only got four points to deal with for pretty much the, you know, seven minutes on until the end of the first half. So love it. Love it. Love it. Falcons plus four Falcons over 10 and a half. I love it folks. This Falcons one is going to make us a lot of money this week. I feel. Alrighty, let's move on to Eagles and Browns. And this one started at Browns minus three and it's slowly climbing down a little bit to Browns minus two and a half. We know Miles Garrett's not going for the Browns, but that's really not affecting our decision too much. It's still Carson Wentz at the end of the day. He turns over the ball, you know, not even being pressured. Yes, he turns the ball being pressured as well, but he still just makes the mental errors when there's no pressure as well. Now, the, the Eagles are coming on another road game. They were on the road against the Giants last week, division matchup. And, I mean, folks, if you're not going to be competitive in a division game, what makes me think you're going to be competitive for a non-division game once again on the road? I just can't see it here. The Eagles are getting 2.5 points, 3 points. It doesn't matter. You could give the Eagles 7 points. You can honestly give the Eagles nine and a half points, and I think I still wouldn't even take it. Browns minus nine and a half. I think I would take. I think I would take it. We cannot trust Philip Rivers or not Philip Rivers. Carson Wentz. We still can't trust Philip Rivers e- either. But we're talking about Carson Wentz right now. We cannot trust this man. This man turns the ball over multiple times. Yes, he didn't do it last week. Okay, congrats. You didn't do it for one week, but you're kind of averaging like two interceptions a game. Very high to there. You're not throwing the touchdowns. It's not like you're throwing four or five touchdowns a game where. When you throw two interceptions, you can kind of forgive since you just went out and, you know, threw five touchdowns. So he's not doing anything like that they're not putting up any really points the Eagles best thing is their run game the run ignites the pass folks we've seen it time and time again a big run kind of keeps them in I'm talking about a 75yard touchdown run they've had I think they have three 75 yard touchdown runs in in kind of big key situations this year so that's the best thing that Eagles do they run the ball they're gonna have to run the ball a lot but the Browns run the ball even better so I get the better quarterback in Baker Mayfield how crazy is That I'm saying this season right now, Baker Mayfield is better than Carson Wentz this season and this season alone. I'll stand by that. The Browns have a better run attack. I mean, folks, Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb, best running back duo in the league. Kevin Stefanski over Doug Peterson. That's a close one because you know Doug Peterson has kind of established himself and Kevin Stefanski is a rookie head coach, but he's doing a great job game planning for some good games. Do not get bogged down by the Browns only putting up 10 points last week. It was a monsoon. They Could not throw the ball. Houston could not throw the ball. Houston got held to seven points. That should tell you everything you know about playing in a monsoon. You cannot throw the ball. So, the Browns still at home this week. No monsoon, I don't think. I do not think there is a monsoon this week hitting Cleveland. So, that should definitely help them. And, I mean, the running game for Cleveland. I mean... If this is just going to be a run attack with the Eagles and Browns, it's going to be a low-scoring game, and I'm going to buy the the Browns running a game over the Eagles. So we only have to swallow 2.5 for the Browns. I absolutely love it. It's our lock. We locked it in at Browns minus 3. Browns minus 2 obviously obviously is even better because you don't get the hook on the field goal. You don't get that 3 hook. So Browns minus 2.5, I absolutely love it. Let's see if we get anything good here on the Browns or Eagles over points over in the first half and look at this they're both at 10 and a half and I like the Browns here Browns over 10 and a half points in the first half are you guys crazy this Eagles team cannot do anything we saw the Giants score two touchdowns on their first two possessions against the Eagles last week Folks, you're telling me this Browns offense is not as good as the Giants offense? I don't buy it. I think the 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 Browns have more talent offensively than the Giants do, but the Giants just have a great coordinator and Jason Garrett. Let me get that Jason Garrett plug in there. Uh but yeah, the Browns here all day and tomorrow. This Eagles team is just not good. Unfortunate. It's unfortunate because of kind of, you know, they are kind of they have won a Super Bowl in the last couple of seasons and, you know, um Carson Wentz is just Trying to stay healthy for an entire season and try to be the the, the the guy, the franchise quarterback. So, truly unfortunate for the Eagles here, but I think they drop another one. We're going to go Browns minus two and a half here, minus three, however you've locked it in at. All right, let's keep it moving, and we got Bengals and Washington in this one. I have no idea. I stay away from this game. I've been looking at this game all week, and I still cannot cannot decide a winner, and I also still cannot decide a winner on the Panthers and uh, Lions, and this one's going to come up in a second, and we see the line just changed hugely, Uh, but when we get there, we'll talk about it. But Bengals, Washington, Joe Burrow versus Washington, uh the this Bengals team, they're still gonna be without Joe Mixon. So Joe Burrow's still gonna throw the ball 45 plus times. Washington, Alex Smith, how is he looking? Nothing too great. Couldn't beat the Lions. Still turning the ball over a lot, a lot. This Bengals team is not good though. I mean, when when they're facing division opponents, they got absolutely obliterated twice against the Ravens and the Steelers. Just non-competitive, not putting up points, and just getting ran on. They literally got ran on both division games. So we cannot take this Bengals team as true contenders. Um, if you're not gonna be, if you're not being competitive in division games, folks, when are you gonna be competitive? Uh, so Washington's at home is probably the best green flag about them. Chase, uh, Chase Young should be running down Joe Burrow. I mean, he passes it a lot, so Chase Young is going to be let loose a lot. Ron Rivera is a great coach. It's, it's just two bad teams going at it. You stay away from it. Maybe you bet the home team. Let's see if we get any good value here with points and a half here by a team. We get Bengals over 10 and Washington over 12. I do not like that at all. I do not like that at all. I do not like Washington over 12. Um, I don't like Bengals over 10 either. Um, I guess if you had to take one, I'd do Bengals over 10.5, but I don't endorse it. Because, just because they throw the ball a lot so they have more opportunities for the big plays or the touchdowns, anything like that. Um, but just overall, two bad team. Just don't don't decide the better of the two trash teams. Find a better game. You know, there's plenty of other games this week. I think are way better to bet, way better, way safer. I think you get better value. You get no value here. In Washington minus one and a half. Bengals plus one. Am I gonna take Bengals, plus one and a half points? Does that make me feel secure in my bet? No, no, no. I'd rather get Jets plus nine and a half, honestly. Cause I think I do like that. That may be my eighth pick this week. If we're being honest, Jets plus nine and a half half is my eighth bet, best bet of the week, honestly. This bet, this bet here is just not even number 10, 11, 12. It's nowhere even on my radar. I stay away from it. Bengals, Washington, you get nothing. You'll get clowned. It will probably a backdoor cover late in the game, late in the fourth quarter, a late second field goal, ruins the bet. So I just stay away from it. Um, just no good value. No good teams. You can't get good value with trash teams. It, it's just, it's impossible. Alrighty, here we go. Patriots and Texans in another game I'm going to stay away from. I do like Houston here. They're at home. The offense was kind of held back last week because of the monsoon. And now they're finally in a fresh dome. Back at home. Should be wanting a win here. And they're facing the Patriots. And their Patri- the, this Patriots offense isn't good. I still don't like this team. I still, unfortunately, do not buy Cam Newton. Even though that they beat the Lamar Jackson and the Ravens last week. It was a monsoon. Both teams really couldn't do anything offensively. Um, but you still got to give a little credit to the Patriots for actually winning the game so we do do that a little bit but Patriots on the road this week Houston um, they, they've got a way better offense but they are going against Bill Belichick I still think I like the Texans plus two and a half here I think this offense is really going to get right back on track expect them to put up 30 plus points this week yes even on a Bill Belichick's defense that's the one probably silver lining green flag for the Patriots this week is Bill Belichick being on the squad and still being the head coach but this this Patriots offense truly is not good folks you cannot buy cam Newton it is truly unfortunate but you can't buy him um the the overall offensive scheme of this Patriots too this Patriots team too they've got no real good wide receivers no real big weapons no big explosive plays they kind of play like the Ravens offense a little bit everything's kind of 10 yards inwards a lot of read options a lot of misdirections a lot of running with cam Newton. So, don't expect a high-scoring game by this Patriots team. This Texans defense isn't great. They are losing Lar- Lar- or, yeah, Laramie Tunsil on the offensive line, so that is definitely going to hurt the the Texans offense, obviously, a little bit as well. Laramie Tunsil isn't a great left tackle. I think the Dolphins got rid of him and stole uh t- the Texans' future because the Texans really gave us a lot of draft picks and a lot of equity for Laramie Tunsil. But I don't think he's a great left tackle, so with him being out, I don't think it's going to hurt the line. Too much. It's definitely going to affect it a little bit. It's a starting lineman being out, um, so it's going to hurt the Texans' offense a little bit. But I don't think too much. I do. I mean, it's it's Deshaun Watson. He can escape the pressure if the line is getting blown up. Um, so yeah, I, th- I think I do like this Texans team plus two and a half. I think that's the better play here. Cannot trust this Patriots offense. I just can't. And so I'm definitely not going to trust it minus two and a half points. I can't trust it to score. I'm not going to trust it to make up two points off the rip. So I do like the Texans here plus two and a half. Probably this would probably be like my ninth, 10th best bet. I do like the Jets plus nine and a half better than that. Honestly. Honestly. Um, Let's see what we get here for points by team in the first half. We get Texans over 10.5 and and Patriots over 12.5. I do like the Texans over 10.5. I do not like the Patriots over 12.5. I do not like the way that this Patriots team scores. It's not Cam Newton throwing the ball. It's Cam Newton long drives, just running it in for the touchdown in the red zone. The misdirection, the read option, we've seen it time and time again. But we can't trust Cam Newton's arm, and that's just unfortunate. That's a that's an MVP arm. That's a Super Bowl contender arm that we just cannot buy into anymore. How unfortunate is that. Um all right, let's move on here. We are now officially 30 minutes away from kickoff and I cannot wait, folks. We've got a great week in the NFL. We've got some great games truly this week. All right, so let's move on here. We got Lions and Panthers and Bears. Oh my, but Lions and Panthers this is why I really wanted to this was kind of my big message this week when we find when we first looked at the lines of this game on Thursday was just kind of wait until Sunday to bet this game just because there were so many kind of up in the air we saw kind of on Friday and Saturday names coming up for the Lions that are not playing DeAndre Swift, Kenny Galladay there's another one in there Danny Amendola so uh, Matt Stafford's already going to have a limited offense plus he's limited himself with a bad thumb kind of got injured last week so Lions offense is going to be a little shaky and the Panthers offense is going to be shaky as well no Christian McCaffrey but we are Knew that. The big question was Teddy Bridgewater. I thought he was going to be good to go. I thought he was going to be good to go this game but he's not going to be good to go folks. We just learned it an hour ago. 1130 it broke. He's not playing this week so we get bad offense in the Panthers Panthers, a bad offense in the Lions but at least the Lions have their main quarterback right? This one's real tough to call real real tough to call Um, I think we'd have to go the Lions here. I don't know what this Panthers team can do. I don't even know their backup quarterback Let me try to figure that out. Um, Let's go to the Panthers depth chart real quick. See who's going to be starting. I probably can't find it on Twitter, but I know I can get it quickly this way. So here we go. Teddy. Oh, yeah. PJ Walker. That's right. I knew that actually. Uh, PJ Walker. He was kind of that XFL quarterback that made a big splash. He did play a little bit last week. He did kind of get in for a couple of snaps last week. Let's see if I can bring up this game real quickly. See what he did last week. Forgot when they played. Were they 1 o'clock slot Panthers last week? No, they uh, were they 4 o'clock with Tom Brady? Um, one second. We're loading. We're looking. We're looking. We're looking. Still not, cannot find it, unfortunately. And we're just going to have to go f- find it the old-fashioned way. Alrighty, so here we go. Bucks, Panthers. P.J. Walker. We're looking at the stats right now. And P.J. Walker. What did he do last week? He went 2-4 for 12 yards. So, obviously you know he was kind of thrown in last second in the game late in the fourth quarter the game was already out of reach not expecting him to do too much not asking him to 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 do too much but maybe I trust PJ Walker here um I, I doubt he had a kind of a full week of reps with those starters here I don't know how much Teddy Bridgewater how like if he was kind of good to go in the middle of the week like kind of mid late week they would decide to bench him for this week I don't know when that official call was made so i'm not exactly sure how many reps pj walker got but i think i'm gonna go with the panthers plus three here folks We get 3 points. Home team Matt Rule has proven out to be a pretty decent coach so far. I'm kind of impressed with what he's done. Yes, they've only got 3 wins, but they're looking kind of sharp on offense. They're going on long drives, converting 3rd downs. I think they had the best 3rd down conversion in the league, even though they have only had 3 wins. So, they're very close games. They're learning how to win. They're learning how to move the ball offensively. They're doing it without Christian McCaffrey. They've only had Christian McCaffrey for 2 games, folks, and they they've lost did they lose both those games they were week 1 and last week they lost last week or two weeks ago with Christian McCaffrey against the chiefs don't know about that week 1 meeting but yeah they're they're finding ways to win without Christian McCaffrey the offense is looking good the receivers are good Teddy Bridgewater is good the defense is decent it's not great it's definitely could be better obviously but I, I think I am buying Matt Rule a little bit. So here, little adversity for Panthers to overcome. P.J. Walker, this is probably going to be an ultra-conservative game plan offensively for the Panthers. So don't expect a high-scoring game. The Lions are not going to be going out and scoring the ball either. They have no offense to get the ball to. They can't run the ball. Well, they can't run the ball because Adrian Peterson is still going to be there. And he is still pretty decent this uh this season he's really kind of been the line starting running back for most of the season they've just kind of recently worked DeAndre Swift starting um you know because he is a rookie needed a couple games to get you know acclimated to the offense but um an older Adrian Peterson not as explosive as DeAndre Swift but still explosive he's still a decent running back it's kind of he's not at that kind of Frank Gore moment just quite yet I don't think Adrian Peterson is So I would kind of bet a little bit on Adrian Peterson to have a good game, but expect a lot of running the ball, low-scoring game, so we get three points. I think we may rock with it here, folks. This Panthers team still has good receivers, so um, hopefully they make it work with P.J. Walker. P.J. Walker is still a little bit of a dual-threat quarterback. He can make some good plays with his legs, kind of like Teddy Bridgewater can. So, I mean, I don't think this offense is going to take too big of a setback, maybe a little bit, but they're only missing their main quarterback, and they're just putting in P.J. Walker. So, I think we're going to rock with the home team here, plus three points. It's a tough game to call, folks. Truly tough. A lot of key offensive pieces out for both these players, or for both these teams. No good value here, over 10.5, over 12.5. Still looking at you know two big possessions, so not looking at anything there. But we will endorse Panthers Plus 3 for a live stream exclusive here. Who would have thought? Alrighty, let's keep moving on here. We're getting closer to kickoff. So let's try to speed through these a little bit more and get you all ready to go for kickoff. So here we go. Dolphins and Broncos and Dolphins are still at minus three and a half and we still like it. Yes, this Broncos team is better at home than they are on the road. Their defense especially is good at home. This mile high air is the big question mark. How is Tua going to deal with it? That's the only question mark I have. Um, I do like the Dolphins defense over the Broncos defense. I like Tua over Drew Locke. Drew Locke can't score until the fourth quarter, but this this mile high air air how is it going to affect kind of this younger squad of this Dolphins team I've got no doubt in my mind that our head coach is going to have, you know, the Dolphins kind of prepared to go in this game. We're winning games, three straight wins, feeling very good. And, uh, you know, the Dolphins are going to be looking to kind of do what we do, and that's defense attacking the opposing team's offense, turning the ball over and scoring the ball, making it easy for Tua to score as well. So I've, I, am I trusting Drew Locke here? I'm not against probably the third best defense in the league, maybe even the second. It's probably... It's definitely top three in my mind. You can maybe put it second or third. It's your call. I definitely put the Steelers defense at one though. Uh, but Dolphins only giving up three and a half points. I do, th- I do like it. I'm not trusting Drew Lock with any points here, folks. He cannot play into the fourth quarter. He turned the ball over four times last week, and they were all 100% his fault. Bad reads, not seeing kind of you know the zone player. He wasn't seeing that extra defender that was kind of right in front of him the entire time. So he just makes bad decisions with the ball. This Broncos team has no good pieces offensively. They got Melvin Gordon. Am I supposed to be afraid of him? Am I supposed to be afraid of Jerry Judy? I I mean, Drew Locke has to get the ball to him in the first place, and he can't do that. So, Dolphins minus three and a half. I think it's fantastic. Let's see if we get anything here in in the prop bets. Broncos over nine and a half. That's pretty appetizing. I'm not even going to lie. Touchdown field goal. bingo, bango. bango pretty easy there. Uh, Dolphins over 12 and a half, you know, expect maybe one turnover. You would probably want to root for two touchdowns, you know, 14 points off the rip, but I know I definitely, we will score at least one touchdown offensively, two touchdowns. It may get a little shaky just because we haven't seen Tua in a situation where he has to kind of carry the kind of scoring load himself, not getting, you know, pick sixes from the defense, not getting help from the special teams with the block punt, putting the ball, at the one yard line so just because we haven't seen Tua you know kind of lead the point scoring just quite yet mile high air maybe a little bit too much for him so if our defense doesn't come through early it could be a little bit of a shaky game that's why it's in my 99% guarantee picks just because I can't I can see that scenario playing out a little bit so we do still like the Dolphins over 3.5. Maybe not like the Dolphins over 12.5 just quite yet. Maybe, you know, the offense takes a little bit to get acclimated to the mile-high air, folks. You know, it is it is a factor. You do have to factor it in. Um, so that's Dolphins-Broncos. I'm still feeling confident on the Dolphins minus 3.5, though. Still feeling very confident. The Dolphins' defense, folks, is one of the best in the league. Alrighty, Jets and Chargers, and I'm—I I may sound like a crazy person here, but I like the Jets plus nine and a half, coming off of a buy. Yes, they're working with Joe Flacco, but he's a serviceable quarterback and who's proven he still can perform decently well. You know, put up 27 points, moving the ball, looking good, not turning the ball over too much. Um, so we get that with the Jets. You know, is he a huge upgrade from Sam Darnold? No, Sam Darnold's a little better than Joe Flacco, but. Still Still, you know, overall the offense of the Jets and you know Adam Gase—it's not a too much of a factor by you know dropping uh, Sam Darnold for Joe Flacco. This Chargers team, yes, Drew or um, not Drew Lock, uh, Justin Herbert is very good, uh, but Anthony Lynn is not, unfortunately. I do not like the head coach for the Chargers just because they're losing close games. And when you lose close games, you start have to lo- you have to start looking at the coaches and who's calling the plays and who's calling you know situational awareness. And, you know, who's getting, you know, who's not getting the team, you know, hungry enough to close out games when they have leads. They've been having leads in most of these games that they kind of lose, you know, close in the first, in the fourth quarter, so... Can't trust the Chargers here and we get 9.5 points for a hungry Jets team who's looking for their first win. Who's also getting a little better offensively every week now that Adam Gase has relinquished offensive play calling duty. So, we get a Jets team who's hungry. These are grown men looking for their first win of the season. Nobody really wants to go 0-16. Rarely anybody does. I think it's only happened twice in the league. I know it's definitely happened once. I'm a little sketchy if it's happened twice. Uh, but I, I get the Jets plus nine and a half points here. Games are close, folks. Chargers games are ultra close, so we get nine and a half. Yes, the Jets are on the road, but they're coming off of a bye. Feeling good, feeling confident, looking for their first win, and I think this is probably the easiest game for them to get their first win in. So I get the Jets plus nine and a half points. I absolutely love it. We're going to give you another live stream exclusive 17 minutes away from kickoff bet here. And this one has moved up. I've never seen these climb in my life. I've also never really checked them on game day. But wow, this one, we've locked it. We've already locked this in at Jets over seven and a half. It's now at Jets over eight and a half. So, I mean, a full point, really, truly nothing different. I mean, you still need a touchdown and a field goal at least. Even with the seven and a half, you need the touchdown and field goal. Um, Even touchdown safety, you're good three field goals you good either way so not too much of a difference here it's still just a point difference but we've locked it in at jets over seven and a half but uh, we still like eight and a half as well so jets over eight and a half points in the first half folks that's pretty good um don't like chargers over 13 and a half maybe i like it if they open it up a little bit but uh, the offensive calling is a little conservative Alrighty, a couple more games out. and We are 16 minutes out, so let's try to squeeze these in. Packers, Colts, folks. Folks, this line's gone down, too. It started at Packers plus two. It's fallen down to Packers plus one and a half. So, a lot of people are betting the Packers, and I think that's the better play I get. Aaron Rodgers versus Phillip Rivers. You make the call, folks. You make the call. Are we supposed to be impressed that this Colts team kind of beat the beat the Titans late in the third quarter because of special teams, something that they didn't even kind of control. Yes, they cashed in on short fields, so we give them a little bit of credit there, but a lot of teams can cash in on short fields. Daniel Jones can cash in on short fields. Carson Wentz can sometimes cash in on short fields, so yes, Philip Rivers can, um, but usually most of the time he's a kind of a lazy quarterback. Now he's going against kind of a, a huge matchup You know, these are kind of, you know, 2,000 legend quarterbacks. Aaron Rodgers, Phillip Rivers. Phillip Rivers is not going to be able to outduel Aaron Rodgers. It's just not going to happen. So, I get the better offense here. I think I get the better overall team in the Packers. They are on the road, but they're in a dome, so they're going to be feeling comfortable. Aaron Rodgers is like, damn, I'm in a dome, y'all. Y'all know what that means. I'm going to air this bitch out. Who wants to air this bitch out with me? I got the Packers. I got them locked in at plus two, plus one and a half. I think they went outright anyway. So you don't need it. You, need, you don't need the extra safety blanket. Packers, 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 folks. Let's look at their points in the first half. If it's under 13 and a half, it may be good. Aaron Rodgers, two touchdowns in the first half. We see that. Oh yeah. Over 12 and a half. I'm gonna endorse this one as well. Another live stream special. Packers over 12 and a half in the first half. I'm not too impressed with this Colts defense. I know. When we were watching the game on, what was it, Thursday Night Football? Um, you know, last week that uh, you know, this was you know one of the better defenses in the league, and they're like third in points and like fifth in rushing and like fifth in passing or something like that, third overall. I'm not impressed. I don't see that on a week-to-week basis. They showed me that stat, and I was like, I don't know if I agree with that. Yes, stat-wise, it may all line up. I'm not calling them liars, but what I'm seeing with my eyes, I like to compare my eyes to the stats, and I I trust my eyes a little bit over stats. I do trust that, um, but I still do look at stats a little bit, but. Um, yeah, Packers over 12 and a half, Packers straight up, Packers plus two, Packers plus a point and a half, folks, it's going to happen, you cannot trust this Colts team, You well, you can trust the Colts team, you cannot trust Phillip Rivers, and you know, he's the quarterback, he's, you know, the person distributing the ball, trying to put up the points, I don't trust it, folks, I do not trust Philip Rivers, so, I'm going to take Aaron Rodgers, the better quarterback, absolutely here, Packers, Packers, Packers. Cowboys Vikings. This brings us to the best bet of the week folks. Cowboys plus seven off of a bye. Andy Dalton is ready to rock folks. He's ba- he's back in better than ever. He battled a concussion. He battled COVID. He battled a second stringer. He's ready to rock. He's ready to let it fly. Coming off of a buy. Extra preparation. Extra reps with the ones with these star players. Amari Cooper. Zeke. Zeke's ready to eat as well. He's been turning the ball over. He's not going to turn the ball over this week so I can guarantee it. I I will guarantee Zeke does not fumble the ball once this game. And he's going against Kirk Cousins, who finally got a win on Monday Night Football. Shorter week for the Vikings. Um, You know, run-heavy offense for the Vikings. Delvin Cook not letting Kirk Cousins throw the ball too much. And I expect this Vikings team to still run the ball because that's really been working. And I expect the Cowboys to also run the ball. So, lower scoring game. Game goes a little bit quicker. Clock keeps running. Cowboys plus seven love it love it love it mike mccarthy coaching for his job this week folks if he loses this game and he loses it badly you fire this man right before thanksgiving we don't care we'll have an interim coach on thanksgiving day for the cowboys against washington they do not care cowboys plus seven folks that is the play of the week Already, that brings us to tonight's game. uh, Raiders and Chiefs in Raiders plus 7.5. And and I've been seeing a lot of people liking the Chiefs, liking the Chiefs minus 7.5. But I don't like it, folks. We locked it in at Raiders 8 plus 8. It's coming down to half a point, as you guys see. But Raiders plus 7.5 is absolutely fantastic. They won their first meeting. They outscored the Chiefs in their first meeting. That's pretty impressive. It wasn't a defensive struggle where the Chiefs' offense just could not get rolling, folks. They put up 34 32 points, and the Raiders put up 40, 40 points on the road against this Chiefs team, that's pretty good, so now probably expect a little bit of a defensive battle this week, probably not as high scoring as their first meeting, I mean folks, um, when teams face each other, you know, twice in the same season, and the first game's explosive and high scoring. The second game usually isn't. We just saw it with the, with the uh, Seahawks and Cardinals. Their first game was absolutely amazing. 30-plus points by both teams going into overtime, high scoring, High. I mean, a lot of high passing yards. And that had everybody fooled. I, I watched it. I watched it because I never bought into the narratives, but I watched it on Fox when we were, you know, the pregame. Everybody was like, oh, this is, they're going to combine for 1,000 yards passing or 800 yards passing. Each quarterback's going to have 400, 300-plus yards passing, and it didn't shake out like that. So I don't think this Chiefs-Raiders game is going to be high scoring like the first matchup. A little bit of defensive, you know, defensive battle here. Both teams, you know, 20, 28 points probably in that range. I don't know if anybody goes over 30. It could be like 30, 27. 30 25 30 24 something in that range but I don't think anybody scores higher more than 30 points so we get the Raiders plus seven and a half or plus eight however you locked it in and we're going to take that lower scoring game competitive game close game John Gruden Derek Carr I mean this Raiders team is winning multiple ways on the ground they just put up four rushing touchdowns last week folks Four rushing, like good rushing touchdowns. Not like, you know, on the goal line, we'll rush it. They were, you know, both those rushers put up 100 plus yards. Both those rushers scored two touchdowns. So, they were absolutely fantastic. Derek Carr, he threw three touchdowns in in that game against the Chiefs. He may have scored more, but I definitely know he scored at least three touchdowns looking good. So I got, a, I got the Raiders here, plus 7.5, absolutely, folks. I get a lot of points. The home team, division game, games are close. Division games are closer. We're going to take the Raiders plus 7.5, plus 8 is our official pick because that's when we locked it in on Thursday, and that's what, why we got the Raiders plus 8 in our uh, official picks. And then tomorrow's game Rams Bucks and I'm still wrestling with this line and I am going to take until tomorrow to give us our official pick because we can take that time if we need it and we are taking the time. So Rams Bucks the Rams offense is good but they don't put up any more than like really 24 points. That is their ceiling whereas the Bucks offensive ceiling I'm telling you is like 50 points. So if we're going based just on offensive ceilings you take the Bucks minus four and a half but this Rams defense is pretty good. Primetime game could be a little bit more competitive. but Tom Brady on primetime, and he just figured out the offense. And you know, he was putting up with so many touchdowns last week four in total, three passing, getting it, to, getting the ball to his wide receivers. Very impressive win by the Bucs last week. And uh, you know, they may keep it rolling. So I'm still wrestling with this line. Early, early leanings is Bucks minus four and a half. We will give you our official. Pick tomorrow on the show We're not going to go into the over You know points by team over in the first half For this game because we will look at that tomorrow But early leanings is Bucks minus four and a half Already we we Just covered every single game We are eight minutes away from kickoff Let's see if anything's broke real quick In the last hour that we've been live Doesn't seem Anything has really broken Jets rookie offensive tackle says we're not really looking at the draft. We just want to win one game. C plus nine and a half. I love it. They all just want to win one game. They're gonna keep this game close, folks. Jets plus nine and a half. I like it. I like it. I just can't trust Adam Gase. That's why I'm not, it's not my official pick. Uh PJ Walker is starting quarterback, as we said. We knew that. Um, yeah, we've got really nothing else breaking, so I think we're going to be good to go, folks. Hopefully you can make some money this week. We made money last week. We are going to try and make money this week. Folks, that's all we're trying to do here. That's why we go live every single day. That's why we look at something, you know, kind of a different angle every different day. We're not just talking about Dak's contract here, or does he deserve to get paid, or who's better, Brady or Breeze. We don't really care too much about that um so yeah that's all that's all we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna get going seven minutes away from kickoff Go enjoy your Sunday full of football. We've got some great games. Um, And then, you know, we get early football next week as well with uh, three games on Thursday for Thanksgiving. So, we'll be back tomorrow. We break down all the action. What did we see? Where we were right? Where we were wrong? And we're going to break it all down tomorrow. So, noon Eastern. We're here on Twitch. You can watch, you know, uh, live on Twitch. You can watch after on YouTube. You can listen after on podcasting apps, folks. So, however you listen, we are here at Takes by Fans every single day. Hey. Um yeah, 6 minutes out from kickoff we're ending it here. All right, we'll see y'all tomorrow folks where we tell you how we called every single game right this week. <laughs> 100% right. We're we're calling it.